Hello, uh, Aotme Ducks and all that business. Welcome to 2022. This is the uh, Forever Forest podcast, and I'm still doing intros in this kind of weird style. Uh, my name is Freebs, uh, Ryan, um, by many other names, as we say. And uh, yeah, it's great to be back. Um, for those who have just joined us and uh, off the back of the last podcast, we uh, sadly don't have Dane Murphy with us this week. It's not a regular feature. Uh, it is just a wonderful uh, privilege we had him on last time. And we are so thankful for all of you who tuned in and listened. Um, Dan's our stat man and kept saying, stats going really well. And I think it's now our highest uh, listened to uh, program, which is obviously makes a lot of sense with uh, how the fact a lot of it's been backed up by the transfer market as well, which has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, we'll come to that in a bit. Uh, first of all, I'll introduce you to these people. Uh, Statman Dan, as he's known, uh, all the way from uh, New York City or area of, and uh, he's got people chopping trees down outside, which we hope is not some sort of omen for the weekend. Dan, how are you? I'm 86% happy. Is that a good stat Ooh. for you? Yeah, I like it. And um, do you know what I think I said before? Seventy-six point nine eight percent of all stats are made up on the spot. One of my favourites. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It's actually eighty-five. So you got there. <laughs> Excellent. Um, also, happy New Year to you, Holly Royal. Uh, I'm just going to say to you, um, Aya. Hey, up! Happy New Year and all that jazz. It's your birthday month, like me, isn't it? How's January? It is. It's the best month. It's the most depressing month, but it's our birthday month, so we're going to see it through. Yeah, we're really a day, day apart, aren't we? Indeed, yeah. That's it. So, yeah, for all of you. Are we are we the same star sign as well? Are you? Uh... Yeah, Aquarius. Aquarius rock. That's, Absolutely. That's right. yeah. yeah, we just carry the water. We're like a Jack Colback of the uh, of the star signs. That's right. Uh, or a Ryan Yates, whatever wants. We'll talk about them. And from the Ryan Yates Appreciation Society, uh, this month they're going to be doing uh, knitted dollies of Ryan, or Rai Rai, as she called it him. Sorry, it's a deep-rooted thing inside me that shakes at that. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm actually mocking. She does actually wonderful charity work, so it's quite a bad route to go down. Lisa, how's things? 2022, big plans? How much money thousands we're going to make? And how's Ryan? <laughs> Who knows? Rai Rai's doing well. So is Lulu, for that matter. Oh, I like that. Okay, so here we go. We're going to start looking at what we've uh, been missing, what we've been away. Um, yeah, there's no way there's just been an edit here and it's completely thrown me. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Dan. So uh, get ready for, you know, muting off the sound if you need to with the uh, the woodcutters behind you. Um, 2022 started all right, hasn't it? Yeah, I, t- I tell you what, I-, I really like the idea of not doing a podcast when we lose two games. So let's move on from that straight into 2022 um, and to, I guess, the Arsenal game, right? That was the first one. Yeah, I think that's it. Let's go from let's go from Arsenal and pretend that the other bits were just... Actually, we were right about the bits, weren't we? We're kind of like, we'll come again. So let's go from there. Well, they were just blips, weren't they, as, as I'm sure we'll come on to. So, um, yeah, I tell you what I liked about the Arsenal game... Um, there was like no pressure on a cup game for the first time in ages. Like the amount of times we start a season badly in the league and then we go into the Carling Cup or Carabao Cup or whatever. And it's like, oh, we need to get a result against Bradford or show we're doing well or the FA Cup's a chance for us to get our form back in January or whatever. Aside from that that blip that we we mentioned, because there's been a feel-good factor, it was like it was almost a bonus to have a, a cup game against a team from a higher division and just kind of a day out in a way. So um I like that, and I like the fact that uh, Steve Cooper put a strong team out. There's, you know, plenty of managers who have made excuses up to to play youth players and everything else, and say, well, we need them fit for the league. But you know, um, as, as we'll get onto with the result that came after, we managed to keep going for 180 minutes in a week, and didn't have to blame a cup game for a lethargy or anything like that. So yeah, good all round, good kind of break from the league, but without the pressure to get a result, and uh, we got one anyway. So yeah, good all round. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, I uh, I still think it's hilarious that of all the clubs my housemate in Sussex could have picked someone to live with, he's as an Arsenal fan, he chose a Forest fan. So he's sitting there going through absolute hell for the whole game. Uh, I think we discussed this on the group anyway. But Holly, we got to about sixty minutes. Um, I think me and Lisa actually discussed it on something else. So it'd be nice to do it with you. And I I was like you, Dan. I was like free swing. Okay, you know, I was doing the whole thing, like even doing the draw before. And Luke said something like, oh, we'd like them. And that started riling me. I was going, oh, would you now? Oh, would you like them? Would you? Got to beat us, ain't you? And I was free swing. And then it got to about 60 minutes. And I went, I'm going to be really pissed off if we lose this now. Um, did you feel like that, Holly? Yeah, definitely. I think Idris Elba did that little piece, didn't he, on the BBC before saying, oh, I'm sorry, we've got to beat you. And I was thinking, hmm. Hold on, was, that Idris, was Idris Elba just trying? I was just checking. That was, I just Uncanny. Was yeah, wow. Uncanny. Um, Sorry, address. Yeah, it sounds classic, but we grew into the game, didn't we? I think, um, yeah, it was it was it was really great to just kind of go into a game, feel really really sort of relaxed and chilled, and it doesn't matter whatever happens, you know, 
we're just going to play our way and see what happens. We're at home, we're, you know, under the lights. And, you know, and we did that and it was fantastic. What a brilliant start to the year that was. Yeah, it's wonderful. I, I, I can't go any further without that game without saying, what a ball in, hey, Lisa, from Ryan Yates for the goal. What's he doing down that wing, putting in a good ball like that, eh? Well, you've got to love it, haven't you? You've got to uh, to, to just, you know, he, he had a couple of, of games where he had a bit of a mare, um, then was out ill, um, and then has come back in and smile on his face. Put, I mean, it's, the thing was, I, I was sat there watching it at home, Um little bit superstitious about playing Arsenal. Um, Hold on, what's this? So, well, when we played them in the Cup three, four, four years ago, um, Charlie asked me if he could take his mates. And I said, yeah, you know, being the, being the nice mum that I am, says, yeah, you can have our season ticket seats, take your mates and you go. And Jess and I went and watched it in the pub. Um, of course, you know, one of, one of his mates was an Arsenal fan, st- still is. Um, and uh, I just said, I, I, don't, I, I don't think I can go and watch us because... What happens if it is a superstitious thing, and and I am a bad omen? So I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna watch it at home, and um, and that's what I did. And yeah, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I thought we we grew into the game exactly like you've said, and how how uh, we all felt that uh, ultimately we we at about an hour. I I was I was just about to, to message on our group to say. Um, if we lose this game, I really won't care because we're playing some really nice stuff. And I stopped myself because I thought, no, actually, I'll be really peed off if we lose this game because we are the better team. Um, and yeah, it was great that we carried it on into Saturday. Um, I think I called that one on our group um, about two o'clock that it'd be a one nil Lewis uh, smash and grabbing um, that's to be used every week at the minute. But I do have my new FC Coasters coaster, which is my grab. So. Who's going to be next? Well, I mean, if you, basically, if you score a goal, you get put on Lisa's coasters. So, I mean, what better incentive for them Forest players listening to us uh, right now? I'm going to stay on Arsenal really briefly. Uh, Dan, uh, a couple of debuts uh, and obviously a couple of new signings, as we discussed with Dane last time he was on about the business they were trying to do. Obviously, he wasn't going to give us, you know, we're going to go for this person and it'll be 15 million and da-da-da-da. Um, they seem like a good couple of bits of business. And obviously, there's uh, the lad from Toronto as well coming as well, um, just before we moved to Millwall. Uh, thoughts on debuts uh for mr cook and mr davis yeah um i keep it a bit general i think on this one from me because um i'm just compare it to last year and talking about progress you know obviously we weren't playing arsenal in the cup at this stage last year but um thinking back to last january if i've got it right or even the january previous i can't remember which one but two of the big signings were dear carby and uh gaten bong the year before right um so just thinking purely, you know, we don't know what's to come. We don't know how business will end up and what we'll do and who will buy and sell. But at this point, looking at two players that came straight into the team and could have been, uh, you know, contenders for man of the match in both of the games that they've contributed to has to be a positive at this point. It's You want January to be a point that you strengthen and you can't, you know, can't define strengthening without two people coming straight into your first team and, and making appearances that, you know, who would have played instead of them? Probably Figueredo. Uh, at the back and I think you know no disrespect to him but Cook's definitely an upgrade on that um, yeah. both on the ball and off the ball so uh, and then up front I think Keenan Davis just gives us something that we haven't got at the moment which is that kind of strength holding up the ball Cooper doesn't be, he's not one of those coaches who's afraid to hit the ball long if you need to Samba's allowed to hit the ball long and having that option I think we, we've talked about it before quite a while back now but having options making the other players you know the other team have to think a bit more about what they're doing you know you're going to throw it long to Davis is grabbing going to pick it up short in the hole are you going to give it to Zinkenagel is Johnson going to run in enough options now that I think we can uh, we've got the agility to to push on yeah I'm going to add on a bit about Davis here for for you Holly really um because undoubtedly Dan I'm the same I was quite surprised to see him start against Arsenal I mean, it's probably because of what you said. We're used to seeing people come in. We don't see them for seven weeks. They play one game. They hit the back of, you know, bloody meadow lane or something with a shot. Um, so that's kind of, it was a bit surprising to see him. Uh, how many games, this is being uber critical in a sense, right? Before, well, no one ever messages us anyway, but anyway. Um, how many games have been forceful and strong and things like that without goals? Do you think people will start doing the whole, it's not scoring? Or is it, do you think people are now wiser to see the whole, 
are people wiser what you know we're talking about twitter and stuff here but they'll see the bigger game in it you know that someone he's he's bringing others into the game he's causing trouble for defenders you know what i mean do you could you ever envisage a time when you have a striker who doesn't score but it's you know it's the other side of his game really that's not really a question but see what you can do with that um i mean already to me he looks like he feels like he's contributing more than lyle taylor just his whole body language it's just, there's a tenacity about him that I don't, Lyle just, I'm not to, this question to go on about Lyle Taylor, but, you know, he just does a lot of the YMCA all the time, doesn't he, with his hands and sort of throws himself around and oh, makes faces, which is um, yep. obviously quite entertaining on one hand, but on the other, he's been brought in to, you know, score goals at the end of the day and be a backup for uh, for Lewis Graben. And he, he hasn't really done that apart from obviously his brace against Bristol City. But anyway, going back to the question at hand, I really love the look of Davis. I think he's got that sort of rough sort of Antonio about him, the way, like you say, the way he holds up the ball, um, his strength and his speed and just composure on the ball. And yeah, it looks like a real prospect and a real handful. And um, I know we'll probably come on to it as well, but he looked really decent against Millwall as well. So we are, we are very excited. Yeah, do you know what? Sorry about that, Holly. I'm very excited about Your last word could have been something like turkey sandwiches. So I'm, I'm not going to cut you off. Very excited about... Birthday cake on Monday. People still do that. They cut people off backs and they go, oh, I'll come to it. Um, I think I've discussed this with you, Dan, once upon a time, or it might have been on the pod you did, or it might not have been. I've just got an an image in my head that's your face there. And if you're looking at me quizzical, then obviously I was, it's somebody else. I take a lot out of interviews, especially with loan players, um, in what they say. I know it sounds bollocks in a way because anyone could say anything to impress anyone. But I think it was caused by Nathaniel Chalabar when we signed him on loan and I remember his interview outside the Nigel Doughty um, Academy and he was like, well, yeah, no, yeah, it's, like, it's not too far for me to go back to London if I need to and see my mates. And it was just, it was unbelievable. I just, this guy, I don't want a beer. And he was awful. I thought, he, I think he got sent often in one game. I think it was terrible for us. So I do, I do kind of look at, I take a lot of truck from that and sort of see what they say and trying to, you know, I think we all know enough to know that person is, is here because he's been taught and I haven't seen one of them yet on with the Cooper or anyone who's talking about Cooper and the thing and his attitude they're saying to him kind of you know Cook spoke better in his interview than I think uh, the other lad did but I just liked his one was said about what you as a player some forceful and direct it was a confidence it was a fine confidence it was like you know I'm going to show I'm going to show some bloody people and I'm going to score some goals so um and I've been you know I never thought it would have been I'm an absolute you know ball I'm going to go through people and smash them in like that because he was I think he's been really impressed with him um we can't really go on yet it's going to transition us into Millwall um but um Lisa, Lewis Graben, you remember when he ducked at Hillsborough and all that? I feel like I owe him a... I don't know if I do owe him an apology. Do I owe him an apology, Lisa, for saying at one time that I thought... I've never said he couldn't score goals, but I thought the attitude was a bit wrong and stuff. And tell me why you're right and I'm wrong about things I've said about Lewis. <laughs> like, we spent six million quid on Lewis Graben. He has earned, you know, he's, he's paid us back tenfold, hasn't he, really? Um, he Dan, Dan does the stats it's probably one point he there. created he, a couple of seasons ago under Sabri you know when he got his 20 goals he created quite a lot of goals out of nothing um, for himself um, now he looks in the one of you know the best form of his life he really looks like he's enjoying his football um, and I think the the interview that he gave after after Arsenal um, possibly opened a few of our fans eyes a little bit because people see him as very dry and very um the Sunderland documentary hasn't helped, has it? I don't think. Miserable. I've never, I've never seen and the, the thing with that interview is that he probably sat and spoke for two hours and they cut that bit. To, and that's the bit that is is how Lewis Graben is portrayed. And we know that the media can be arses. We know that they that that's, that's what they're paid to do. Some of them are paid to do. Um, the others are paid to be honest and do their job. Um, but Lewis Graben, for me... He's, he's irreplaceable at the minute. You know, yes, he's in the back end of his career, um, but I look through the rest of our squad and I think, who's going to replace him? Where where are we going to f- uh, pick up a player that is guaranteed to score between 15 and 20 goals a season? You know, we've we've struggled. He's the first player to do it for us since Jono. Um, and how long ago was that? So I, I, I just can't, can't get over the fact that he's out of contract in the summer. Um, yes, we're going to have to spend big to replace him. Um, yes, I also understand that he probably wants one last hurrah somewhere where he's going to get mega bucks. Can't begrudge him that either. But we've spoken about it before. The fact that we're going to lose Spence and we're going to lose 
grabs at the end of this season, my heart's breaking, man. Yeah. Give him the money. Give him the money that we'll save on Jenkinson, Bong, and Taylor next year. I mean, who the um, Jenkinson? He's done a sweet job there. Any Australian? That's that's like Matt Mills though going to um, Pong or where Ping or wherever he went. <laughs> where? Where did he? Where go? did he go? Some, some more casual racism. No, he went to India. Yeah, yeah went to India. <laughs> what, was, what was the club called? No idea. I'm not even going to get. Right, it's in that one. I was. I'm going to have to look now. <laughs> just for those who are wondering what we were about earlier, I was trying to say Dink. Right. Um, so, yeah, Dan, let's, let's talk really briefly about moving on uh, about this. So, oh, God, that really flummoxes your brain when you think you might sound like one of them dickheads who you really hate. Um, we we went along to uh, London Town to play the boys of Millwall. Uh, I used to live near that way. Lovely part of London. <laughs> really nice. Going out and, well, apparently New Cross has come on a lot, but they won't be listening to this. Um, I, what were you expecting before the game, Dan? Let's play a little game of we're not going to talk about the game. But yeah, what were you expect? What would you been happy with out of that with Matt Smith on the bench? I would have been happy with keeping Matt Smith on the bench, yeah. to be perfectly honest, which happened. Um, I kind of, I'm not going to say I expected a last minute winner or anything like that, but I kind of expected what we got. Like I, I couldn't imagine any Cooper team getting absolutely annihilated, you know, 3-0, 4-0 as we have done in the past. We haven't got that kind of soft underbelly at the back and especially with Cook coming in. But I also didn't think it was going to be particularly easy either. So would I have taken a draw potentially? I think it's all relative to the former we're in, even if we'd have played really well and got a draw, you're looking at three league games with only one point. Kind of felt like one, especially where Millwall were in the table, Middlesbrough and Sheffield United gaining momentum around us. Felt like one we had to win um, to kind of stay in the mix, but I probably would have taken a draw in isolation against Millwall away. I think most you know, most people usually do in that situation. Yeah, we haven't had a great result. I can't remember what was the stats. One of you have shouted to me, when did we last win there? Or what's, it's not it's not great, is it? Silence, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so I just threw it at you. Can anyone tell me the last time we got a result in Millwall and what the crowd was? That'd be fantastic. Um, but as Dan did say, we we did we did get it. Um, Holly, uh, thoughts overall on Jed Spence? Watch was he bad this week? How, how was he? I mean, we talked about Arsenal as well. He was terrible. Uh, he might be playing for Barcelona sooner. What, what do you think about uh, Jeddy Boy over the last couple of games as well? We are going to come to Millwall properly. We just this is what happens when I don't write things down. A general feeling of Spence, terrible player, absolutely oh. awful. Lisa, any good judgments? I think he um, he just drifts in and out of games, doesn't he? Really, uh, it's he, he yeah. goes, uh, over under the under my radar. You know, he's, he's not got a, a nickname yet, other than Super Jedi. Rubbish Jed. Yeah, the um, the I got a Middlesbrough fan this week saying about oh, you know, but if they want to buy him, good because he's shit. And I had a bit of a conversation, just going, well, he is, but shh, and all this. And one like, what's his stats? I saw he scored at least one. And then some other Borough fan went, he scored one and assisted none. Tells you all you need to know. I thought, is this, is this really happening? Is this like, do you take any interest in the fact that he's just like ripping up everything? Um, yeah, Millwall as a, as a general result though, Holly. Um, cracking result there and that goal at the end as well. We'll take that. Oh, absolutely. I think it was the stat we've only won at the New Den three times. Is oh, here's the stats. Here's the there stats. we go. I'm not a stats person, so I just pulled that out of my ass off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out whether I could rush back. I had time from failing my driving test to go from southwest London to southeast London and then realised I didn't have a ticket and I don't want to sit in the home end. But um, no, I listened to the, the second half on, obviously, Colin Frey and Brian Norris, I think it was. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. I mean, wow, this team, 93rd minute again. I mean, what can you say? Get Doing one over Millwall in their gaff. Um, I wish I'd been in that away end. It looked absolutely oh, mental. Got? Idris Elba one minute. Now it's their gaff. I mean, holy... Their gaff. Yeah, in it, in it. You know, um, actually, I will say that, Lisa, but we were pretty first half, we weren't great, were we? I reckon it was 40 minutes of thinking we might have ended up with a Middlesbrough on our hands for, for me. Yeah, I think That's a negative. I'm just trying to be fair. On it, I, think it's, no, I think you're spot on there. I think, um, but the, again, it's it's another game that we grew into, and, and you never thought we were going to lose, even, even in that 40 minute shaky period. Um, you know, it was, we were under the cosh and I'd love to know what is said at half time because if you, you know, Forest for me have always been probably for the last 10, 15 years, a team of two halves you, that you either get absolutely incredible performances all round for the first half and then they are dog shit for the second um, or vice versa. And and I, I like the fact that we're on the ascendancy in the second half and that you get to sort of the 83rd minute and you don't think we're going to lose, and if we if we nab a goal, great, and um, and I'll take it. Whoever it comes out comes from, you know, and 
Um, I thought, I thought, you know, our great wall of Nottingham did really, really well again on, on Saturday. Um, I thought Samba kind of just controlled the game. Um, he's back to the player that we, we knew from two seasons ago. Um, and th- I just thought that as the game went on, we were more and more in control of it. And there was only ever going to be one winner. But I would have taken a draw too. Yeah, Samba, I was, I was watching with a Chelsea fan and she was going, who is this keeper? And I went, oh, it's just Bryce Samba. She went, Bryce or Breeze? And I started going, oh, God, I, Bryce, uh, you know, whatever, just call him Samba. She went, well, I've never heard of him. I went, oh, you know, she went, where's he from? Asking me all these questions. Said, wow, save here, save there. And she went, God, I love him. He's, he's my new favourite goalkeeper. It's just like, yeah, and that's when the question came as, is it always like this watching Forest? And I thought I ain't got long enough to go. Well, yeah, some ways it is. Um, Dan, that performance from, from Breeze, Bryce Samba, um, that was as much as the three points for me as a goal. What, what, you know, in terms, of, if you ever need to see a goalkeeper performance that went, that's won you that game as much as the other. That was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Can you hear tr- trees being chopped down? No, I can hear uh, mutton being cooked. Okay, good. I'll um, continue. Yeah, it was a, it was a good performance. Um, I, it seems to be the same. Like not to to dodge the question, but I, almost the same all around the pitch at the moment. I think under previous managers, let's say. At the end of a game like that, if we hadn't got the winner, it would have been, oh, he didn't use his substitutions right. It, you know, we didn't do this, we didn't do that. Um, everyone seemed to contribute, even though we're saying, you know, we didn't have the greatest of first halves and we grew into a second half. Even without the goal, I think you look at it and say everyone contributed and kept us at least, you know, a clean sheet and kept us in the game. Am I right in saying we only made one substitution? Is that what yeah, I Yeah, they said that to, I think they said it to Ryan Yates afterwards and he said he didn't notice because he was too busy running around. That, that was it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, brilliant. I'm, not, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest, but um, he just carries on running. You know, ref blew the final whistle. He's still there after the floodlights. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, I didn't, Sorry, I didn't notice. Yeah, he just carried on running around. Um, but yeah, it's, I think everyone put um, a performance in, uh, given the circumstances, Millwall away, it wasn't, you know, we weren't going to be able to pass it into the net. Um, but I think it's that combination of the mentality, even with Samba, to stay switched on through the whole game. So I think Cooper's talked a lot and, you know, um, uh, Radio Nottingham, when the interviewer have talked a lot about, you know, keeping going till the last minute. It's not just putting balls into the box till the last minute and trying to win. It's, it's making sure your keeper and your defence are switched on till the last minute. But also, I think something else Ryan Yates said is it's all well and good having the determination to try and go till the last minute. But you've also got to have the ability. And I think he said that our fitness was just head and shoulders above Millwall. So, yeah. you know, we've had managers in the past who haven't motivated teams to go to the end, but we've also had managers, other managers who haven't got the team fitness correct I think Montagnier being one of them so having that combination of saying we are going to work for this manager until the 95th minute but also we're fit enough that we know that if we do do that Millwall will fall away we'll get at least one chance I think it's quite a potent combination of the ability and and the uh, willingness to do that I think a lot of the reason the players don't have the fitness under Montagnier which I'm sure Tails can uh, affirm to is because he was filled them with 28 pounds of cheese each it's a lovely man but Christ Phil Cut down on the cheese. Uh, Dan, I'm going to keep you there for a minute for your first part of the uh, 2022's uh, Guest of Garibaldi. Uh, before I do, really briefly, uh, we asked earlier on what I asked in a, in a quick, I uh, need to do something to put in the show, uh, for your poems, because there's been a Derby fan, uh, Benjamin, I think his name is, come online and he's, uh, I mean, really, I know I'm not one to talk, but it was a really insincere effort at, uh, pretending that he was sad. And uh, my mate said, it's like in the phone shop thing, when they said, if you're trying to make a girl think that you're really upset, look down and do a little smile like that Richard Gere kind of like, it is, it's just very strange I, you know there was genuine anger in out out fuck off when I sang to Fowers that I meant and, I, and I'd argue that uh, yeah, you know our man Benjamin there was crocodile tears anyway we asked for some poems of your own and they could be on anything maybe going to be Derby and Forest I'm going to read out two of them then we'll hand over to Dan for the first bit of guest of Garibaldi so uh, a bit of a, a longer one it's a real quality difference in some of these I'll let you choose which uh, you think are and aren't so this one is from at Food Fun Forest which is a film I'd like to watch actually um Always has good opinions on here. Uh, Derby tried to break the rules. It didn't go too well. So now the admins run the club and have and have tried to, and have to try and sell. Sorry. They owe the taxman millions, but they haven't got a dime. But they still blame the EFL and don't admit their crime. Very, very direct. I, I like that one. There's a few, yeah, a few nods from the others here. Uh, and then here's from Greeny, or it could be Gree NYC 77, thinking of you, Dan, but I think it's uh, it's Craig anyway. Green uh, YC. I always get too worried about that. Quite short, this one. Roses are red, Forest are two, Derby are shite, and Penniless two. There we go. Thanks for that one, Craig. Going to move on to you now, Dan, with your uh, first of the guests for Bowley. Uh, this is the dropping of the sound. 
Off you go. All right, first one of 2022. Um, this ex-Garibaldi started his senior career with Barnet in 1994 and finished it at Southend in 2010. I actually know it. <laughs> I'm just texting Dan now just to let him know because we can't say it anyway, otherwise you lot would know. Uh, da, 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 da. Actually, so he started his career, senior career with Barnet in 94 and finished it at South End in 2010. Now I've sent it down, I think it's wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. Yes! I'm keeping up 100%, <laughs> never getting one right. Lisa, Holly, any idea with... Uh, I just thought the Barnet thing was swung in. That person I sent did play for Barnet, didn't he? No idea. Okay, I'll take that. Holly, Lisa, any ideas? The Barnet and yeah, Lisa's doing some little little faces. Holly's thinking which London gangster she's going to do an impression of next. Okay, we'll leave that. So if you guys know already, well done. You get yourselves. I think it's four points for those. If we're giving out the points for it, um, while I'm here as well, I think I'll just do a couple more of these before I move on. So uh, Darby, this is from a Red Dog Roberts Gareth. Uh, Darby thought they'd do it and fudge all their accounts. We've got the EFL on strings. Let's do the fucking bounce. Now the only thing's still bouncing, and you're all fucking all your fucking checks. He was a clever businessman, and now your clubs are wreck. Oh, do you know what? If we've ever done a podcast which is asking for something coming our way on a Saturday, it's this. <laughs> but you know, you've got to think sometimes that might go your own way. Um, so let's we spoke about the a few of the transfers that come in a bit. Well, business wise, have you got um the big checkbook out or you know a small checkbook or a bit of work coming your way for anything in the team? Lisa Fox, I'm coming to you. What would you like to fill in on that Forest team right now, if you could? If you, how many more would you like? And you know, let's say you can sign realistically two more players where would you chuck them um i think realistically we've possibly got to get a, a left back although we have technically signed one um who's going to come in but uh i would it's really hard um just talking about earlier on today um about what we're going to do on saturday and will we change formation and will this happen will that happen um and i just i just said well who are we going to drop who are we actually going to, you know if we change formation who are we going to drop? Um, there's talk that Max Lowe might be back on Saturday. So if that's the case, um, is Colback going to go back into that middle? Would you drop Garner? No. No. No, not the minute. Happen. So for me, if yes, we need to strengthen a little bit. But have we actually done really good business already? Keeping Jed, signing Davis, signing Cook. Uh, are we going to keep Brennan? Are we going to keep Worrell? And Actually, do do we need any more strengthening? Maybe somebody else in the middle? I, I honestly don't know. Um, it's a tough one because Forest generally don't do their business in the, at the beginning of January. And um, I, I feel a little bit flummoxed because they have. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's what me and Holly were saying about having your birthday when you do. It's, birthday at that time of the year always meant that it was FA Cup fourth round when we were younger. Nearly always was around that time if we got through. And in older years, it's meant Forest still hadn't bought anyone by the 24th or 25th of January. So, uh, Dan, same question to you, really. If uh, if you could, and if you think there's a need to, um, and obviously we're not the kind of podcast that goes, well, get messy. Um, what, do you, what do you think realistically Forrest should or do, should or would or do, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's like a short-term piece to this, which I think is what do we need to see this season out? And I think Dane said it when he was on here and um, Steve Cooper said it in interviews, which is there's the balance between the short and the long term. I think, as Lisa said, you've got to look at the wing-back situation because I, I can't imagine we're going to... We might keep Max Lowe, you never know, but I can't imagine we're going to keep Jed Spence. Um, so I think we've got to be looking at bringing people in. in Richie Larrier is? Richie Larrier is probably... They thought yeah, he, going back. He can, but he can't play left and right at the same time. And I do think we're short. Like, given how many injuries we've had in those positions... I, I don't think we can rely on having just Lowe and Larry potentially. Um, so I'd like to see another wing back come in um, again with a view that they're probably not going to play too much this season. Great. You know, it's easy to, for us to say, let's not get anyone in, but then Jed Spence gets injured in February and suddenly we've got a crisis. So I think we're short there. I'm going to be controversial. I think Lisa alluded to it, but I think we need someone in the midfield. And I say that because Colback gets pulled out to the wings quite a lot. He's also 32. So I think we need to be planning beyond this season. And then you look in the middle and we've got a Yeda and Yates. Garner will be going back to Manchester United or elsewhere at the end of the season. And if you're going to continue playing this kind of midfield where you're asking them to bomb up and down and link 
front to back, then I don't think you can rely on Yates and Ayeda to get you through a whole season. So I'd like to see us, if we can, bring someone in now that can bed into the team into next year. Um, but again, it's yeah, like Lisa said, it's really difficult. Um, the only the only other point is maybe we need to save our money because we've got to replace Graben at the end of the season, and that you know that gets us through um, a lot more than those extra players having twenty goals a season in you gets you more points. So. I could also add we've got Harry Arter. Silence. Okay, so um, well, if, if I was just going to say, if Carvalho's going, uh, maybe we need a number ten. I mean, I think we could get Tom Lawrence for fifty p. Yeah, well, I think they'd be lucky to get 50 at the minute. Um, but, oh God, I was about to say something really awful then about him being a car crash. But um, Holly, uh, whereabouts would you put your uh, money if you were given the the checkbook, uh, the Greek checkbook for the uh, the January month? But get it off before it's a birthday. Absolutely. Um, no, I think the guys have just covered it all there. I think it's just really refreshing that we're at this point in January. You know, we've had some really good acquisitions and feel quite sated in terms of, uh, you know, Forests replenishing their goods. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, kind of echoing what Dan said, really, I think the midfield with an eye to the players that are going back, like Lisa said, you know, Zinc and Garner and, and players like that, you know, just having backup and also on the left-hand side with Coldback. Um, I'll be very interested to see whether there's anything kind of materialises with Jed Wallace. Um, I do like the thought of him fitting into the squad somewhere, um, but he's definitely not worth nine million. So, um <laughs> we'll, well see where we go with that one I'm just going to have a quick scan across the pictures of the videos and what about Jeb Wallace anyone know anything on Jeb Wallace no? okay um, okay <laughs> I know someone knows I'm looking straight at them and they're not going to say anything uh, just really quickly because I just I was just trying to keep these up here while I was asking you uh, we've got another one that posed this one ended up with someone doing the Spider-Man uh, meme straight after uh, it's from Gareth Watts uh, Tokyo at Tokyo Beatbox uh, we point at one another like a Spider-Man meme. You got me straight away with that. I liked it. It didn't start with the roses are red and stuff. So I'll start again. Sorry, Gareth. I'll put my best um, <clears throat> voiceover voice. We point at one another like a Spider-Man meme. Post-Clough underachievers. That's my team. Though white and black gambling left him in the 32 red. Mel made it. Now ordinary fans are lying in his crooked deathbed. Big fan of that. Yeah, Anything that ends with crooked deathbeds got me. Uh, congratulations on that one, Gareth. We like that one a lot. Um, so yeah, we'll do, do you know what, Dan? We'll do the second part of your little quiz now, if you can, and then we're going to talk about sheep. So uh, here's the music. Off you go. Okay, so the first clue was started his career uh, at Barnet in 94, finished with Southend in 2010. This striker, there you go, it's a striker, scored 182 goals in 595 appearances across his career with 23 of those goals coming for Forrest. So 182 goals in total across his career, 23 of those for Forrest. It's not prolific, is it? It's kind of like half grabbing, isn't it? We have some, we have a winner. Decent, isn't it? Yep. That's a point stupid quiz um i'll have a think maybe on the next one i can't wait to get you back on this quiz at the end lisa right okay uh holly any idea are you still with me on this one it's probably because we've got a birthday in late january it's what goes on in it um so yeah it's uh it's a small matter of uh the el clufico coming on the weekend uh i can't think of, i'll start with you dan because you're in this order here um I've got a really horrible feeling that we might lose, <laughs> which I keep saying to people. And somebody on another group chat said, all right, Mr. Mr. You know, depressing or Mr. Negative. It's, it's not. I mean, if you say you lose every game is I'm, I'm now using this platform to go. It's not, it's not what I'm saying, but I don't know why. I, is it a fight thing? Or am I just, am I too indoctrinated in the old forest down that I go, this is a kind of game we do lose. Or have I tallied it up in some way and gone, they're actually in quite good form. We're in quite good form. It's going to come down to a passion thing, is it? But well, could you mind? Did you say what you said in the group about what we've got tick versus the tick, the way you see it like that? How do you? How do yeah, you yeah, and, and and I think as well, I'm, I'm in the same place, which I've, I've agonised over this far too much to say it's a game of football on Saturday. But I think there's a point at which it's less that I'm concerned that we're going to lose. It's more that I'm concerned that the consequences of losing for us are massive. <laughs> Losing to a team in their situation is is bad for us in terms of yeah. having to delete Twitter for uh, 
potentially years. <laughs> so um, I think it's more the consequence of losing than the chance. But yeah, in terms of the game, I, I'd take our squad over theirs in terms of ability. And I don't think many would argue with that. Um, even Derby fans, you know, they know they've put kind of a, a bunch of players together on freeze and from their youth team. I'd take Cooper over Rooney as a motivator and a tactician. So in terms of an actual man motivator and a tactician, everyday Cooper. Um, but I think there are bigger motivations at play. Um, so I think we often find the fear of relegation, the fear of your career being over, the fear of not getting a contract seem to be bigger motivators than the prospect of promotion and the prospect of doing well, especially when we're not at the top of the league. We're kind of in that area where for us, it's not must win. And for them, it, every game is a must win. So I I feel that that's the only thing that might tip the balance towards it being fairly equal in the fact that they've just got bigger motivation. But then again, I, I can't see them battering as I think it's more of that thing of if the stars align, a bit like a cup upset, if the stars align, they just put in that 5% more effort and we get a bad refereeing decision or a bit of a mistake at the back and they get an early goal or something, then it's the only way I can kind of see them be beating us. But at the same time, I'm, I'm pretty worried that, that that will happen, to be honest. So, um, We'll see, but what I, the only the other thing I'd say is thinking back to the Sabri year where we capitulated. That really began at Derby away, while giving away that free kick. If I've got yeah. the game right, and then obviously the ball going in and getting pushed over the line, and that was the beginning of the end for us. So on the flip side, I'm really hoping that this is the beginning of the end for them. Coming off, you know, three wins in four. Imagine if you know we go and beat them. And then they don't pick up a win for another month. And by the end of February, no one's talking anymore about the great survival. It's just League One. I think it would be nice to be able to pin it back to that moment, which is, you know, whoever scored for us is the is the guy that started the demise on the field. Might not have any players left as well. Who knows by then? You know, it's, it's a, it, we are going to come to that side of things. We'll talk football for the start. Holly, how do, how do you see the game going on Saturday? Um, I will ask for predictions at the end, but uh, in terms of scores for what they're worth. It's probably worth asking Lisa because she seems to be making bank every weekend on her bets. Um, or just go 1-0 grab and you'll win some money. Uh, Holly, what do you think about uh, the game on Saturday? Uh, I think we've got to be really careful with this one. Um, I think it's going to be a bit of a mental battle more than anything. Um, in a sense, they haven't really got anything to lose. It's going to be their sort of last hurrah. And we don't want them to take, you know, the the Brankoff trophy back with them forevermore into eternity. So, um, you know, it could be a, a massive rallying cry to them, really, couldn't it? You know, give something back even more to their fans at this moment in time when they're all absolutely depleted. So um, I'm still quite confident, though. I think Cooper will have them ready. Um, I think he'll have the team talk at, um, at half time if we need it. Um, we've seen, you know, that we can battle and we can get our heads down and, and grind out a result. So I have to say, I would take a 1 1 at the moment. I would take that because losing on Saturday would just have so many different connotations as well. And as Dan said on Twitter, it'd be an absolute horrendous nightmare. I think we'll all just jump off socials for the next two years. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm quietly confident, but I'll take a one-one or or one-nil. The last minute again, one-one-nil uh, um, winner by grabs. Yeah, I think. I think Ryan Yates would be great. Personally, love it. A ninety-seventh minute or something. Um, yeah, because you know, I I didn't see the league before we played Millwall. I didn't know where they were, and actually, when I saw how close we were, that's a great result away at them. Mm. And you think we went and did that? I think it's going to come down to fight. I think it's going to come down to how many people know what it means in Nottingham, how much people want to do one over that. There might even be players who go, "That's Wayne Rooney. I want to do his team." I mean, there's all these various ways of looking at it. But Dan, you made an interesting point because I remember when we played them away when Hutton was in charge, and I think that's maybe was it a draw? I can't remember the score, but we they. Absolutely nicked that. And Hewton looked like he outclassed him as a manager. He looked like Rooney did not have a clue. There was a bit where Rooney was looking really, I mean, he looks like that a lot. He looked like he was just like, I don't know how to stop how Forrest are playing. And I would say Cooper is a much more modern, and, you know, we all we know the version of Cooper versus Hewton. I think that's definitely a big thing in our favour with it. That I And somebody mentioned earlier, Millwall, I wanted half-time. I wanted that safety of the little island. I, I was saying to, to a friend I was watching with, I was like, I, I want half-time. I need Cooper to speak to him. I feel like I need him to do whatever it is he does that so we don't know what he does. I need that. Um, Holly, what, what's... Um, not Holly, I've just spoke to you. Hi, Holly. Idris Elba, sorry. So that's what confused me. Uh, Lisa, um, you're in the changing room. Gary Megson's got you in before the, the game on Saturday. What are you, what's your rally cry and what, what do you see happening on Saturday? It's, it's 
I don't think there will be too much of a rallying cry on Saturday. I think Cooper has got them on such a, a high with, in terms of their confidence, in terms of what they need to do, uh, in terms of their roles within the team. And we've seen over the last few weeks that there's a never-say-die attitude um, and that there's, they also have a, a mentality of they don't know when they're beaten. Um, and that's not going to change. Um, don't don't think for one minute we're going back to the joke here. it's another game and it doesn't really mean anything because by God it means a lot um, but I, I'm, I'm a little bit torn I, I part of me thinks like you I'm a, I, I've got a really bad feeling that we are going to maybe do, they're, they're just going to nick it but I also we don't concede many goals and then neither do they so it's either going to be a a nil-nil or a tenth one-nil or a tenth one-one, uh, or we're actually going to skip score three or four goals and it's just going to be really easy. Um, and I, I, I keep going from one one extreme to the other because if we keep playing the way that we've, we played on Saturday against Millwall and our defence does what our defence does best and keeps their strikers and, and stuff quiet, then it could be quite a comfortable win. Um, mm. And in, in all honesty... They need the points and probably the bragging rights more than we do. Um, but by the same token, I don't, obviously don't want to see us lose. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. Do you do you not think if, if I said to you, I just had a bit of a thought when you were saying that, if I said to you it's Peterborough at home on the weekend, we'll probably all expect to win that. But is I don't think there's one of us sat here who go, we definitely win it. I know, no, I know what that feels like. So maybe there's a part of this that is just being a Forest fan or a football fan, but because it's Derby and because of the scenarios we've seen Stoke last game, we've seen those things so many times. Maybe that's what causes that anxiety in people. In a way, yeah, maybe, maybe it is. And um, you know, it's fifteen hundred and eighty-six days or something since Derby last beat us. Um, so of course, leading up to the to the game, there's going to be nerves. There's going to be. Um, apprehension because it's massive and, and ultimately in, in three I mean in three weeks time it might not matter they might not even exist anymore um, and the phoenix from the flames going to rise and it'll be Derby United or something equally shit um, but, but ultimately it's the here and now that matters um, I moments when Lisa's like clearly had a, a long day it's that time of the year in the work and she's like okay shit just drops into this I hate it um, but it's uh, it's another game, isn't it? So let's do it backwards. Um, I'll, I'll give you one of these quick to, 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 uh, to get you all G'd up for them. Ask some scores. I like this one from Ed. Ding dong, Hopkin. Uh, they all laughed at us with glee when Fawaz was screwing us up. Now they asked us to sign a petition. You've got no chance to screw you, me duck. There you go. It's just, uh, you know, they're not all. Uh, it's only one person so far who ends their poem with uh, the word liquidation, and it's me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go back the other way. Lisa, give me a score prediction then for Saturday's game against uh, them, them Barbaz. I'm going to go 2-0, Ryan Yates' first goal. Heard it first there from, uh, you know, old uh, money money printer Fox over there. Max, match day with Max calls, calls it betting with Betty. Oh, does he? Maybe of a sort of vintage. All I'm thinking of is Frank Spencer now. For some reason, uh, Holly. Uh, before we come to your poem, uh, actually, you, you give us it straight after. What's the score going to be? I think it's going to be one-one. Uh, they'll score first, Tom Lawrence, and then we'll get a last-minute equaliser through Graben, our saviour. I'd rather we didn't. I'm, you know, there's only so many of them I can say. Have you got your poem for us, Holly? Have, bear with us, bear with us. I've got to find that Miranda. Hang on. I love it if this is in Italian or something. It's just something really random she's gone for. Oh, can you do it in the style of Idris Elba? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Um, that doesn't sound... Sorry, that was terrible. I do apologise. Um, okay. From Candy Crush to Capitulation, Derby County are we. Could Saturday bring our final battle felled by a tricky tree? We bounced and bleated and tensions got heated. Help us land the rallying plea. But from Brum to Borough, Wickham to Wednesday, the shout remains, why should you get off scot-free? Hey! Holly, you're doing the lyrics now and I've been doing these songs. It's like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, right. um, before I come to yours, Dan, I'm going to chuck in a few more. I, I just realised it's, it's really nice having people interact with the pod, man. And, you know, like we, we're going to have a good competition coming up soon. Um, and it's it's great because we, you know, it saves us knowing that we're just doing it for four people to listen to, which is us. And obviously, the last podcast was great to hear everyone. Um, we'll be having more guests and stuff coming up and things like that. But obviously, start of the year, and we're all a little bit sleepy. Uh, as in, I say, we all probably aiming that at myself. 
Um, so I love reading out the bits and bobs you sent in. Uh, Richard, uh, was it R underscore J underscore Chapman 85? We always read these out in case you want to um, congratulate somebody or find them or whatever. Uh, the final slaughter of the Rams is near. Forever, Forrest will have the rights to brag. Derby may no longer have the club to cheer, but they'll always have a sheep to shag. Dan, what's the score going to be on Saturday? Over to you. I like that one. Um, I'm going to be bo- I'm going to be boring and say one nil as well, and I'm going to say zinc, zinc, and a late one and holding on, or is it what kind of game? You know, how can you see it going with your suits? Um, yeah, I, I'm going second half goal, not late. On a minute, fifty-seven, fifty-seven. I'm going to go with one-one. Ryan Yates is going to put us ahead really early, like Raddy, be like third minute. And he'll do a full-on Stuart Pierce like mental thing at the Trent and something will happen. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it'll involve a corner flag. They'll score a worldie or something or it'll, or it'll come off someone's head. It, it, that happens in football. Then they're going to score in the 92nd minute and we're all going to be like, oh no, they'll rip up chairs. They'll go mad. It'll be disallowed. We'll go down the other end and Lyle Taylor's going to score. <laughs> there you go. You heard it here first. It's just trying to amalgamate everything that can ever happen that happened in a derby. Uh, quickly while I'm here, Greg underscore Orem. We have a young man called Jed, a star in Garibaldi Red. Marauding down the right, he'll give the sheep a fright. Even the tax man fills them with less dread. Hey, Love a bit of this. Right, so while we're there and talking about it briefly, um, a couple more things to knock off before we are finished. First of all, it is actually generally the all-encompassing and overbearing plight that is of the Derby situation. Me and Lisa were talking about it with Aaron and the guys on the radio, which felt, you know, a little bit like, be careful what you say in case people hunt you down. Um, Dan, are you kind of like, are you sort of torn between that thing of the fan thing? Because, you know, all the day we'll support our club, even if they're so misguided to support those lot. Um and is it is it a right thing to just go, well, it was Mel Morris, forget about it or whatever? And I know this is a Forest podcast, but it'd be interesting to just know your views on it because, you know, I like your views. Thank you. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I think if you're going to treat a rivalry, you know, during the good times, if you're going to have documentaries and YouTube clips saying the rivalry is full of hatred, then you've got to kind of stick with it. And I, I hate them. And therefore, I couldn't wish anything you know, better on them than a, a bit of liquidation. Like, and, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit of liquidation, <laughs> just a sprinkle of liquidation. But, and, and again, let, let, let's be clear on this. From an entertainment and rivalry perspective, absolutely. Do Is it very unfortunate that this will affect certain people more than others? Of course it is. However, that's not our fault. And that we, wanting it or not wanting it, doesn't change that situation, right? And also we make decisions every day, all of us do, that impact whether people, you know, are going to have their jobs or not have their jobs and all of that kind of stuff. So I, I don't dwell too much on that part. But what I would say is it's an absolute win-win for us as far as I'm concerned, because one side is they go into complete liquidation. The other side is forevermore they will be the team that begged and prayed and scraped the barrel and wrote to their MPs for the privilege of having Mike Ashley as the owner of their football club <laughs> and the ability to then service a debt for two years while having a transfer embargo. And if that is what you go to bed praying for at night as the best possible outcome for your club, as far as I'm concerned, the rivalry is done. That's, that's you know, we've won. We've won. We've won. We've we've won. Yeah, you can, you can come back. You can maybe win and get promoted the next year. You can do whatever you like. But you were the team that begged for Mike Ashley and you were the team that begged for money to be taken out of your local community because you didn't pay the tax, man. So the only thing I would say is if Derby fans are that, set on saying well we you know it was mel morris it wasn't us and everything else and you know the debt is the debt and we'll pay back what we can maybe hmrc should ring fence what wasn't paid back and take it out of their community and then see whether they have the same opinion yeah what a beautifully well put thing which is a mixture of you know comedy versus truth versus some you know some hard some hard lines as well bang on mate uh give us one your third clue so i can try and at least get one of them um on the guest cigar board if you would be so kind please this the third one oh, let me have a look third one Oh, right, yeah. Okay, he played for Forest in both the Premier League and what is now the Championship, but he's more closely associated with a different team where he is currently employed once again. Started by, oh, God, Lisa, get lost, man. I'm not even looking at you. I, I don't know. Holly, do you know it now? I'm still putting it down to the fact that I'm trying to run the show, which is not hard. <laughs> but it's like, I, I can't. Oh, what's that? What's that, Lisa? What was that? God. 
Oh my God, it's really bugging me. He's with another club. So read it one more time for those people who are doing it at home or in the vans or work or whatever. Yeah, you all right. Yeah. So to, to just recap, he started his career in 94 with Barnet, finished it in 2010 with Southend, scored 182 goals in his career. 23 of those were for Forest. And although he played for Forest in both the Premier League and the Championship, or what is now the Championship, he's more closely associated with a different team and he's currently employed by them once again. There's still one more clue to come. Don't really care. Uh, let's do one of these here for you. I think I've done that one. I think we're nearly there on these. Just doing a few more of those. Uh, Holly, I've not asked you what you think about Derby County in this situation. Off you go. Absolutely loving it. No, there <laughs> we go. Go on. No, I, I don't want them to fold. Um, I love our rival rivalry with Derby. Um, I think it's a rivalry that should be played out in the Premier League. And have absolutely nothing to do with Leicester. Um, oh, Holly throwing the barbs. I, but, but what I said, like I said in the group chat, you know, it, if the shoe was on the other foot, they wouldn't give a shit about us, would they? They'd be absolutely laughing their heads off. So um, there are rivals at the end of the day. We want to see them suffer, but I don't want them to not exist completely. Yeah. Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? <clears throat> because you know, it's, it's a rules thing at the end of the day. And I, I was trying to do that thing where you go, what if it, what if it was us? You know, if we flopped it round. And obviously we had it with Fowers where we were going, well, it, we've got nothing to do with that and he's doing what he's doing. But we kind of marched on it or, you know, did whatever we did and kind of went, no, no, no. Which obviously even in our fan base caused a lot of friction with people going, no, don't do that. He might go. And obviously things have been better without him, I'd argue. Um, yeah, you break the rules. You've got, you know, you've got to pay the price. Just like, well... Boris Johnson's getting off scot free. It's, uh, <laughs> well, it's the same for Derby, really. You know, the, 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 you can't have one rule for one and one for another. You know, it's. No, and there's a lot of this that none of us get really in terms of the whole legalese and all that kind of business with it as well. But I think it boils down to like what Dan said. You've done it wrong. That's what it is. Uh, do I think they're getting getting really waxed and undoes it again? Yeah, I do think there is a bit of that as well. But at the same time, no one else has been as naughty. Do I think that Wickham, you know, went down and McBurrow? Yeah, probably a little bit, whatever. But at the same time, I just can't help myself. Every time I read it, I just go, fuck them. That's it. So um, I'll tell you what we'll do. We're going to get near the end here now. I've got a couple more coming. Forrest, this is from Swan Benson. Forrest are red. Gary Rowett's trainers are shit. The sheep are nearly dead. Let's fucking have it. <laughs> hey! I just really hope with these, these messages that we win now. Uh, okay. There's another one here from Forest Fan 1991. I hadn't read this one, so it could end up anywhere. Uh, my son turned around once and asked me, who or what is Derby County? I sighed and replied, looking right in his eye, well, if they were a chocolate bar, they'd have been a bounty. <laughs> there we go. Dan's loving it. Dan has genuinely gone I on I, I just get it. I, don't, I think you either get that or you don't, depending on you, your, your bounty preferences. But I have to say, I... I uh... I love a bounty. Yeah. Do you not like them? No. Oh, really? It's always a better choice. When when would you ever choose a bounty in life? Um, in a, in a box of celebrations, whatever they are, I I always get the Snickers out and give them someone else. It's almost like it's a giant Snickers, and they go, yeah, and I go, here you go, it's fifteen, and they're like, oh, thanks, hate them. Um, so yeah, the bounty usurps the Snicker. Maybe you could uh, tell us in the comments on this podcast what your favourite in the celebrations tin are, and if anyone's still got any sweets left from Christmas, what are they? We'll do a forest poll and we'll send them to Derby for the people to eat. Um, and this one was coming, wasn't it? Um, singer Mark 77, they wandered lonely like a cloud. I mean, kudos for that start, uh, Mark. I'll give you that. Uh, they wandered lonely like a cloud slowly over the river's bank. Alas, what's that sound I hear going down with a fiver in the bank? In bank, sorry. Um, Dan, give us a final clue and then I'm going to end with a quiz because I want to get it wrong and I can give you a quiz that Lisa will hopefully not get and then i can have a bit of smugness back okay here we go all right hopefully you'll get it off this one um he returned to the city ground in 2015 in a non-playing capacity holly anything Reeves? i think 15 you can say it now of course because we've had all four clues yeah it's not like pointless in it when someone's going you can do them all now yeah, striker, 90s in 2000s. Moonlight, good times. Still, Reeves hasn't got it. Sorry, I just just listened to you. She's, done, she's done his song. She's done his song. She's done his song. Um, Doogie Freeman. Correct. For fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, but you said in a non playing role, and that made me think it was a coach thing, and it, ah. Uh... 
Oh yeah, Palace. Is he at Palace now then? Yeah, he's director of football. I saw him in a shop in London once. I should have known. He was looking uh, for players. A, oh, a lot of time for Doogie, actually. Um, anyway, uh, let's move. Well done, Dan. Thank you as always for the guest of Garibaldi. Once again, I was crap. I don't. I didn't see Holly shouting it out, so I think I might have come second on that one. Um, right, we're going to end it with this. Um, we are going to end it with a the initials game. One of my favourites. I'm not going to be in this one. I might keep myself. Oh no, I can't. I joined in last time. Um, Oh, I don't know. I've got a lot of stick. I might just use the, the host privilege and just watch you three uh, <laughs> around with it. So I'm going to give you a player and let's start with Doogie Friedman. So for those of you who haven't played this one before, it's a Doogie Friedman. So the next person would be Freddie so-and-so and he keeps going like that. And when you are out, uh, you've lost, I don't know what we'll do. We'll just do first to three points, I think. Uh, no, you lose a life. Maybe they do that way. I'll work it out. Maybe you got one or two. We'll make it too long because Lisa's got stuff to do. Um, and I hate it when I lose her. So I'm trying not to look at her. <laughs> right, Dan, here we go. Doogie Friedman. Uh, so you've got an F to start with. Off you go. The guy from last year, Flower, Flower Basharu. Basharu will allow that. So Holly, with a B, please. Ben Osborne. Ben Osborne. Lisa Fox with an O. Holly Burke. Who? Holly Burke. Ollie Burke, Dan with a B. Ben Brereton. Ben Brereton means you flipped it, goes back to Lisa. That's a new ruler just threw in. It's a oh, B. Lisa. Sorry, Ben Brereton Diaz. Is that a D or a uh, B? Diaz. No, because when he was with us, he's Brereton. So we'll go, goes back to Lisa. We flipped it around like an Uno. Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson of Brentford. Um, over to you now, Holly. It's a, Not to Jay. That's what Lisa said. I'm joking. It's a Jay, Holly. Go, Lolly. Joe, Lolle, Dan, L. Ah, L. For some reason, I can't get past Lionel Messi. He's never played for us. I'm he did to... not play for us. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis Graben. Lewis Graben, correct. Uh, it's over to you, this Fox with a G. George Boyd. George B -B Boyd, that's correct. Holly, over to you, to B. This might just Brennan be... Johnson. We've already had him. You've oh, lost. Oh. Remember, it's probably because I threw it because I said Brentford to Brennan Johnson just to be a contact. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Holly, you've got one life left. Dan, um, it's you with a B. Uh, B. Reese Samba. Reese Samba. Over to you, Lisa Fox. S. First time I've had the dog on the podcast. Uh, who is dog? Yeah, that's mine. What's it it's called? Being a little cat. Ralph. Ralph. All right, okay, go on. You've got an answer. Uh, Steve Cook. Steve Cook. Over to you then, Holly, with a C. Colin Cooper. Look Colin Cooper. It's just a switch around. Over to you, Lisa, with a C. Lisa, you've been done by the switcheroo twice now. Look at that pensive little face. Clint Hill. Wow. Clint Hill. <laughs> Down with an H. Harry Arthur. Harry Arsehole. That's correct. Uh, over to you now, Holly, with an A. Aaron Ramsey. Oh, the Ramzo. All right, I really want to join in now. Uh, uh, Lisa R. Robbie Findlay. Robbie Findlay. Dan with an F. I think the Fs are horrible. Frank Clark. Oh, yes, for those who didn't know, he used to play football. Uh, Holly with a C. I'm going to one life each soon. You're Craig good. Armstrong. Craig Armstrong. Wow, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I'm, I'm to you now, Lisa. Hey. Andy Reid. And Andy Reid. Yes, yeah, I'm thinking of the other one. Uh, yeah, go on then. Uh, I'm going to go Ryan Bertrand and pass oh, you down. I, I had a I had a switch around then on the R's. You've done oh, me. Jumped in. Sorry, man. It's a B. Um, Brian Roy. Brian Roy, no switcheroo. Over to you, Holly, with an R. One, two. No, you're not doing Ralph the dog. Three. No. Four. Five. Holly's gone. Over to you, Lisa, with an R. Ryan Yates. Ryan Yates. That means I've got a Y, does it? Brilliant. Yuri Ribeiro. Bang! It was a Y as well, wasn't it? I'm back on. You're on. Oh, off for the switch around again. It's a switch Roger Riera. Fuck. Roger Riera. Okay, I'm going to go with. 
Uh, Robert Rosario. Switch, switch, switcheroo. The double switcheroo. Switch, 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 switcheroo. Back to you. Not the triple switcheroo, surely. Robbie Blake. Oh, it's... Oh, okay. Uh, Lisa B. Double switcheroo. Fucking hell, in January as well. Five, four, three, two, one. Lisa Fox loses a life. Oh, you're out. Well, I don't know. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do one more round and then whoever loses is the winner and whatever it is. So what was it, uh, Robbie? Who did you go with? Blake. I'm going to go with... Uh, um, <laughs> B. Brian Rice. Dan. Bruh. Uh, yeah, they're not. Uh, Lisa knows now that we've had Findlay, haven't we? We had Findlay. We've had Findlay. Nope, I'm I'm gone. Lisa, you're the winner. I'm going to give you the win for that. You were the most. Who are you going to go with, Lisa? Ricky Shemeka. Oh. I've never heard his name said like that. I love that. That was incredible. <laughs> you do that again. Ricky Shemeka. Wow, that's that's become my favourite two words put together on the planet. I like that. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us. It's our usual brand of um, sort of, you know, whatever we do. Uh, we will be back next week. we got a game this week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I was being funny there. Um, we got I'm, two. I think we're at Barnsley, right? Rearranged. I just saw that pop up Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, so yeah, what we'll probably do is we've come midweek here, obviously try and gather up some of those. We'll get into our normal stride. So what we'll probably do is not see you next week, but see you the week after that. Let all things boil down and bubble back on a Monday. Uh, we'll be doing this. So again, thanks a lot for your support, guys. Uh, and if you'd like to drop us a line and tell us which guests you'd like us to get hold of. Dan seems to be able to get hold of everyone. So um, yeah, we'll see you next week with uh, Joe Biden. Anyway, thanks for listening. And uh, you Reds. Yeah.